0: The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. Darkimaginings.com For the deepest, darkest cruise, to the backwoods
1: swamp where the bottom, from the inside of your casket, to the fears are deep inside your subconscious, it's time for be scared <laughs>
2: Brian Foreman from Scarab Badges, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Jeremy
3: off Creepy Collection, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
4: This is Maximus Bryant from Fright on Fountain in Springfield, Ohio, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello,
2: Creeps. It's me. John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, <laughs> yeah. and you're listening to The Big Scary
5: Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs>
6: this is Darren Thomas from Pong Guru, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
0: William Jones with more Branch Haunted House, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hey, this is Sean Spence from Raisin' Hell Ranch in California, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Matt Carlock here enjoying The Big Scary Show from Frozen Morgue Haunted Attractions in Texas.
5: You're
7: listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more
5: makeup than I do.
8: Do you hear that sound in the background, listeners? That is the unmistakable sound of the trade show floor. At Transworld's Halloween and Attraction Show, coming this May in St. Louis. So during our Roundtable of Terror, we are going to sit down and talk with longtime vendors and attendees, and a couple of newbies, including Jeremy DeLisandro of Creepy Collection, Darren Thomas of Haunt Guru, Brian Foreman from Scare It Badges, and Maximus Christian Bryant of the Dent Schoolhouse. There's a lot of valuable information on how to get through the show, stay safe, get some better food, and have a great time. And as always, Drew Badger is back with the latest in Deadline News. Storm rants on as only he can in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim is back and he's going to Jamaica in Between the Corpses. And Jerry Vane is going to spin us a trio of spooky tunes. And believe it or not, Weister's back with the haunted Vista on this episode. So sit back, relax, learn a few things about Trans World, and get ready because it's going to be one rockin' show.
0: They live on flesh and subsist on blood. They're hundreds of years old and look decayed. They rise at night and can't be stopped.
1: They're the walking dead who are never buried and they're coming your way now
9: in horror of the zombies it's all new chills and a shocking and ghastly nightmare of gruesome terror horror of the zombies rated r from independent international
10: enter the haunted world of frightvine and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference. Fright Find. Will make in your haunt listing.
7: The Coffin Caddies. Zombies ate my neighbors. On the Big Scary Show. A haunt minute. And now, with this week's commentary,
10: Storm. Alright. So, one of the neat things about getting ready for your next uh, haunt season is, you know, looking for inspiration and finding things that are out there and mashups of different things, you know, two great tastes you didn't know taste great together. And I present to you, you know, a new movie coming out. Probably in the next year or something, with again, a, a fantastic mashup in something I did I didn't know existed and I, I I feel the better now that I know it existed. It is Cocaine Bear. Now this isn't just, you know, some sci-fi channel movie or, or, or some new Nicolas Cage experiment. No this is actually going to be a real movie and it's going to be um, directed by Elizabeth Banks um, if you don't know her she's you know right now the host of the new Press Your Luck and if you're not watching that you're missing out because literally it's produced by Satan himself fantastic they make these people risk everything for like their dream prizes it's, it's fantastic like Elton John we'll send you to see Elton John for a month if you keep pressing your luck But Cocaine Bear is not only, you know, going to be a real movie. It's based on true events. That's right. Cocaine Bear happened. Back in the 80s, of course, because when else would a Cocaine Bear exist? It wasn't like a bad episode of Miami Vice or something. No, no, this is some drug dealer flying over the woodlands of Kentucky, of course, uh, throwing out of the plane duffel bags full of cocaine into the woods, um, spoiler alert, the same drug dealer and same plane, not good at parachuting out of the plane either, uh, anyway, a bear happened upon one of these duffel bags and ate the whole damn thing, that's right, cocaine bear, Now the movie will probably play it up, who knows, you know, campers, uh, you know, stealing picnic baskets. I don't know, going to be fantastic, just the idea of Cocaine Bear. So, you know, get me my vaccine so so I can see Cocaine Bear in the movies. And it also leads me to think, what wonderful mashups can we do with haunts and stuff like this? You know, we, we can have some really good things going anyway. I mean, you know, half your audience Turn already thinks your uh, clowns are on heroin as this. But meth vampires? The there we go. Now we're talking. Share your so until next time, keep on every minute On the Big scary, scary
7: Show going. Facebook page. And on Twitter, at big scary storm.
0: Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com.
1: are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots. Variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free.
0: Drew Badger here. This is Deadline News for episode 234. Now we're starting off this with an update from Transworld. New for 2021, we have rooftop access at the City Museum in St. Louis. There's under 200 tickets remaining. Happening Thursday, May 6th from 8 until midnight, the always popular City Museum Party is back and is now completely private. Come have fun with friends and fellow attendees. We'll have the museum all to ourselves. There'll be a DJ playing music in the architectural hall from 8 to 12. They're operating on a cashless basis currently, so please pr- plan to bring your credit cards. Sponsored by Fearworm Worm Hauntvertising. And of course, the rooftop access is weather permitting from 8 until 11 p.m. with limited capacity get more information about this party you don't want to miss at haashow.com We have this update from the Horror Sideshow Market coming to Allentown, Pennsylvania. We have a new guest alert for the Horror Sideshow Market. Tom Matthews is coming to the Horror Sideshow Market. Tom is best known for his roles as Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th Part 6 Jason Lives and Freddy in The Return of the Living Dead. His other roles include Dangerously Close, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and Nemesis. Don't miss out on our horror sideshow market, which is outside April 24th and 25th at the Center Hotel, 7736 Adrian Drive, Brainingsville, Pennsylvania. Hope I did not butcher that. Join Tom with Felissa Rose, Leslie Easterbrook, Dave Sheridan, Father Evil, and over 50 vendors. Tickets are on sale now or at the door. More information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash horror sideshow market. We have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Las Vegas. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actor and musician... Alice Cooper to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Las Vegas, happening May 14th through the 16th at the Plaza Hotel and Casino. Alice Cooper is a a singer, songwriter, and actor whose career spans over 50 years with a raspy voice in a stage show that features numerous props, including pyrotechnics, guillotines, electric chairs, fake blood, or is it, reptiles, baby dolls, and dueling swords, Cooper is considered by music journalists and peers to be the godfather of shock rock. He is drawn equally from horror films, vaudeville, and garage rock to pioneer a macabre and theatrical band of rock designed to shock audiences. For more information and tickets, visit daysofthedead.com. We have this news from the Twisted Trails haunted attraction in Wilmington, Ohio. Are you clawing to get outside this spring? You're in luck because Twisted Trails Haunted Attraction in Wilmington is looking for volunteers. Come help us prepare our haunting grounds for the upcoming spooky season. Plus, you can earn volunteer hours through a variety of outdoor projects, including cleaning trails, painting sets, and more. Contact volunteer at twistedtrailshaunt.com For more details and to schedule your volunteer shift, please note all volunteers must abide by Twisted Trails' current COVID-19 safety policies. Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Twisted Trails Haunt. We have some toy news regarding the Art the Clown doll, or action figure, from the Terrifier movies. Trigger Treat Studios and Damien Leone present the official Art the Clown Terrifier 1 scale figure. This amazing figure features 30 plus points of articulation, 4 interchangeable hands and a saw accessory. The figure is fully dressed in screen accurate clothing and comes in a beautiful collector's box with a flip back window display. The figure is approximately 12 inches tall. Pre-order the only official Art the Clown figure now. Art the Clown and Terrifier are trademarks and copyright of Dark Age LLC, all rights reserved. This is a pre-order item. Release date is subject to change. You can see a preview of this at NightmareToys.com. We have this news from the horror host, Count Gore Duvall's Roku channel. No fooling, I have 10 new April videos for you right now on my free Roku channel, Count Gore Duvall Presents. Four classic hosted movies, Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter, The Horror of Spider Island, The Wasp Woman, and One Body Too Many. Plus four celebrity interviews, filmmaker David Boyd, actress Catherine Mary Stewart, horror host A. Ghastly Ghoul, and Halloween Jack and actress Tawny Katane. We have two outstanding horror shorts, Quick Bites No. 2, and Slash in the Box. So, how can you add Count Gore Duvall Presents to your Roku device? It is easy. Go to the Roku streaming channels, and then go to Search Channels. Enter Count Gore Duvall Presents. It usually comes up before you finish spelling gore. Select it, and click OK, then select Add Channel, answer any questions, and that's it. And finally, we have this news on the Vampire's Masquerade Ball in Portland, Oregon. My dear guests, I really appreciate everyone's patience regarding the upcoming event. As with all things pandemic-related, it's been a waiting game to see when large-scale events can make a comeback. After multiple meetings with the Portland Art Museum, the 18th annual Vampire's Masquerade Ball has been rescheduled for Saturday, May 28, 2022. What does this mean for ticket holders? All tickets have been automatically rolled over to 2022 for the new date. You will be mailed replacement tickets at the beginning of the year. The upside of managing and mailing the tickets myself, personally, means that I have complete access to the sales spreadsheets and your ticket information will never be lost. By next February, I will send a follow-up email notifying everyone when the replacement tickets have been shipped. Don't worry, the coveted red envelope will once again appear in your mailbox around that time. Between now and then, I encourage everyone to follow the VMB's Facebook page for updates and ongoing community engagement posts throughout the year. As always, Nicole Stavenow, a.k.a. Lady Raven, the owner and event manager of Lady Raven Productions. Keep up with all updates at facebook.com slash P D X. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us news at bigscaryshow.com and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. To see more of our products and services, drop by
4: darkimaginings.com.
0: Let us help you get ahead of your
5: competition. <laughs>
0: And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to see if you're listening carefully to the show because it's now time for the April edition of the gruesome giveaway sponsored by ScreamlineStudios.com. Be sure to visit ScreamlineStudios.com and look at their wide range of really cool things. You might be able to win one right here and right now. I'm going to ask you a question. The answer is in the show. If you think you know that answer, please email us. Your name, your phone number, and the answer to contest at bigscaryshow.com before midnight on April 19th. It's just that simple. We'll pick a random entrant, and you might be the winner. Now, without further ado, the question for April's gruesome giveaway is What company is Haunt Guru? teaming up with at Transworld, and I'll give you a hint, Darren Thomas says what that company is during the Roundtable of Terror. If you think you know that answer, email us once again, your name, your phone number, and that answer to contest at bigscaryshow.com before midnight on April 19th, and you could be randomly selected to win a very cool prize from screamlinestudios.com. Previous winners and family members of the Big Scary Show are not eligible to win. Good luck everybody and get those entries in. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Roundtable of Terror, and we are one month away from Transworld. That is a big, big, and somewhat scary announcement for a lot of people. A lot of vendors are trying to get ready. A lot of people are getting their travel plans ready, and there is definitely excitement in the air because Transworld, the big trade show, is back, albeit a couple months late, in St. Louis. It's only four short weeks away. And as we like to do around this time of the year, we like to bring on some people who have been to Transworld and some that have not been to Transworld. You know, they took a year off last year. A lot of people didn't get a chance to go who may have gone for the first time. There's a lot of people this year who are going for the first time. A lot of vendors basically got their slots moved up a year, so we're going to talk to some folks. And kind of put together what we like to call our Transworld Survival Guide. What um, what do you need to survive four days at Transworld? Or three or two or however many you're going to. You know, there may be something here you've kind of forgotten. Maybe something that you never forget. Maybe you have a lucky something you bring with you. Maybe, you, uh, maybe you've forgotten over the last couple of years what you need to bring to Transworld. So... As I said, we've got some new vendors, we've got some veteran vendors, and a brand new attendee with us today. So let's get right to it. We're going to start with Darren Thomas, who is a first-time vendor, but a long-time attendee. He is with a company called Haunt Guru. We'll find out what that is in a moment. He's in Indianapolis right now. Darren, how are you, sir? Great, great. It's good to be here. Glad to have you on the show down in mexico missouri not too far from st louis we have brian foreman he's been on the show a few times he is co-owner of haunt topic radio and lots of other cool stuff that he does media wise but he is vending for the first time with his company scare it badges that we've talked about on the show before brian welcome
2: good to be here guys
0: always good to have you sir my friend and all that um our veteran, and we love to have this guy on for this show because he knows all the answers. Fine sponsor with Creepy Collection. We have Jeremy DeLisandro. How are you, sir?
3: Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm good. Now,
0: you, have totally moved out of totally St- you have moved out of Staten Island. Where are you located now?
3: We're in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, okay. What exit?
3: Uh, great Adventure.
0: Okay. I always ask that to our New Jersey guests, what exit?
10: The Pine Barrens.
0: They uh, a, little far. a
5: little far.
0: <laughs> not too bad. And our very first-time attendee, we're not wearing a wear the hat this time we should, but we're not. Maximus Bryant from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's got a home haunt called Fright on Fountain. Also works at the Dent Schoolhouse, so he is definitely coming in as as from the actor's standpoint, Maximus, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm ready to learn. <laughs> and we are we are ready to teach, I guess. I hope you have a slew of questions for us. Also want to welcome our fine hosts up in Rhode Island. We have Storm.
10: I'm very excited. There's still a sliver of daylight outside while we're recording this. So it definitely means it's officially build, plan, and convention season for Haunting.
0: Nice. Now, you also have not attended Transworld, is that correct? That is correct. Okay, maybe you have a question or two. We'll find out. Down in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, we also have Meat Hook Jim, who's attended several Transworlds.
5: I have,
6: and we, and we are being represented by a lot of the Midwest on this show. This is cool.
0: Well, that's where a lot of the haunts are, so, you know, it stands to reason. Uh, Jerry Vane is not with us tonight. He had some personal business he had to attend to. He's normally up in Columbus, Ohio, but that's okay. My name is Drew Badger down in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been to Transworld now. I want to say this will be my ninth year. Might be my 10th. I don't remember, but Jeremy has been there over 20, so I certainly do not have the record. But gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to start this quick. This line of questioning off with Maximus. Maximus, it has taken you this long to decide to go to Transworld. What was the decision for you to finally make this trip? Did you finally qualify? Did you just finally have the money? What was what was the reason? Because I know you've been to other shows.
4: Well, um, I, my understanding with Transworld being a trade show was that this was more for haunt owners, like that this would be a show where they go and you know find the the big fancy props and you know that that sort of thing it didn't it seemed to me that an actor like myself had no business being there was my understanding so um but then so many people are like you just have to go you got to go you got to go at least once and so that was supposed to be 2020 was going to be my once or, or, you know, it may not be once it may be more, but um, that didn't happen. So now this is going to be the year where I'm going to go make the trip and, uh,
0: and learn about it and see what's going on. Excellent. Uh, Brian, you have attended several trans worlds covering it for haunt topic radio and other things. Um, but this is your first time vending. What was your decision for uh, marketing scare it badges?
2: <clears throat> well we've attended some attended some smaller uh, trade shows conventions in the past and we you know we've got some business from those but you know Transworld is the buyer show so we actually we're doing i think scare Badges, is this might be our fourth year so we we you know our client base is we're increasing we want to get a booth reach out to new customers and, you know, like um, Maximus was saying here, everything was set up for last year and then, you know, COVID happened. So it's nice to be able to see that Transworld is putting everything they can into it. The floor looks good and we're excited. We're ready to go.
0: So you were going to go last year as a vendor and then just got pushed back.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: And for those who may not know, what are Scare It badges?
2: Scare badges, um, Daryl Plunkey, he's my partner. Uh, I think merit badges. Well, he played off scarab badges, so they're merit badges for haunters. So you can earn. You know, we have a urination badge. We have the most creepiest, the scariest character, the best actor. You give these to your actors after season. They can they're iron on. You can sew them on. You can put them on your jackets, on your lunchbox, your your hats, your whatever you want to put them on. Your actors can display saying, you know, hey, I was. I made someone beat them beat themselves fifteen times a season, you know we got a lot of actors that are competing for that badge, and we recommend you know you only give a few of them out um we're doing top three, so we give the our top three actors the three scariest three urinations, and so that way there's a little fun in it, you know they're they're competing all all season trying to trying to one up each other and it's all good and fun and of course we give everybody something. You know, we have buttons too that, we also make that you can give, like for nightly prizes and stuff, and they're not as expensive. So, so like a uh, Boy Scouts kind of for uh, haunters, you know.
0: <laughs> Very nice. And you're also the owner of the Dead Factory in Mexico, Missouri.
2: Yeah, I'm one of the partners there.
0: Okay. Did you open last year?
2: We did. And we, how uh, was the season. It was probably one of our busiest seasons we've ever had. Nice.
0: A lot of people were itching to get out and i'm sure several of your actors received scare it badges as
2: well they did we just had our <laughs> party we moved our party we were going to have it in november and we moved it uh, we just had it a few weeks ago so nice very
0: nice darren you have been attending for several years mm-hmm. what made you decide to take haunt guru to Transworld, and what is haunt guru
6: uh huggerbury is uh basically a technology company that provides tech solutions for uh, common problems for clients. So <clears throat> almost all of our products are exclusively for hard houses. Uh digital kiosks to move customers and customer flow. Uh our big new product this year is going to be our do yourself ticketing platform. So rather than just uh you know paying like 250 or whatever it is per customer online you sell your own tickets so um other things are like animation products um you know the standard stuff that you you find at transworld but not stuff that would generally be sold at any kind of halloween convention that's not focused towards the haunt industry specifically okay
0: were you planning on vending in 2020 and got bumped as well or was, was this your first year
6: yeah now the uh we we were planning on vending on 2020 and then um Um, we got a call from um, uh, Transworld. Uh, Jan and Rich wanted to help making the Transworld virtual show. So we put that together for them Um, because, you know, websites are one of the things that we focus on specifically, not necessarily like um, your standard haunt landing page, Type websites but you know if you have something a little bit more complicated because we're not artists here at haunt guru um there's professionals like chad savage and plenty of other artists that specifically do haunt art we build the
0: background for the website to do functionality that you guys want
6: it to do
5: okay
0: very nice jeremy you have been vending for many many years um why do you keep coming back and tell folks who may not be familiar what Creepy Collection is and what you do. We appear to have lost Jeremy, so we'll see if we can't get him back in a moment and have him uh, back on. So, you know, bad connection or something. So anyway, we'll move on then and we'll have him introduce. So Maximus, as a first time attendee, what exactly are your expectations?
4: I am looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing the eye candy. Um, I'm told that. I don't know. People aren't really describing what I'm going to see to me. They're more or less just saying you, you just got to see it and it's going to be amazing. Your head will explode. You know, that that's what I'm being told. So, um, you know, I'm looking to see the really cool stuff. Um, I'm also I'm one of those that likes to walk around a room, shake hands with a lot of people, meet people, make connections, um, learn about more of the industry, who makes what, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm also hoping to attend a couple of classes that are actor based about building, you know, like Q line characters and, um, you know, actor training.
0: So th- that's that's, I guess, a short version of what I'm hoping to see and expect. Now you've been to other shows. In fact, don't you have a role with the Ohio Haunters and Halloween show that is not happening this year? Right. Um, I've been to
4: HauntCon. I've been to MHC. I was part of putting on the Ohio Halloween and Haunters convention, um, which, you know, are, are fun conventions. And I've had a lot of fun at each of them. Uh, They, they, I just keep being told that, you know, trans world is its own category. So I'm, that's why I'm hoping to learn and uh, and see.
0: Now, for Darren and Brian, who've been there, how would you describe Transworld to Maximus? Is it just, you know, MHC times 100 or 1,000 or, you know, yeah, I'm it's, assuming? It's, you know, it's really
6: volume. Um, the visual density is a lot greater at Transworld just because of the props are much bigger. A lot of the things that wouldn't be at MHC, you would see at Transworld, like the 12-foot demon, you know, swinging around a little kid and chewing its head off—that's something you would see at Transworld. But somebody's not going to transport that giant, you know, animatronic to MHC a lot of times, and it's just super dense, like visually that, dense.
2: Think of like a big Home Depot store times twenty. I mean, you got you have three story facades and uh, the big unit seventy props, and um, you have your dark zone. Uh, dark zone back there is its, its own your little world everything's dark and so there's lights and stuff flashing back there in the dark a bunch of props and i don't know who's well i guess we won't talk about vendors right now because i don't know who's all going to be there
6: well nightmare um, had a pretty good setup last year it's kind of like a mini haunted house you walk through to view their props yeah, a lot of walkthroughs it was amazing yeah
2: a lot of walkthroughs throughout the throughout the whole show i don't know what they're going to do it this year Due to all the restrictions in place, I don't know if they're having walkthroughs, but normally there's like little mini walkthrough, two or three rooms, um, escape rooms that you can play with and actually uh, just like little samples of escape rooms. Christmas area, that's pretty cool. There's cool was, lights over there in the Christmas area. I was area.
0: very impressed with the Christmas area two years ago, so I was mm-hmm. I was surprised at how big it was. And, you know, Jen has said they've taken over the entire America Center because she wants wider aisles and bigger, reason, bigger areas for social distancing and also So they, they've moved the Christmas area into, like, one whole wing of the America Center. So that's going to be fantastic to walk through, I think.
6: Apparently, the aisles are going
2: to be 20 feet. Wow. <laughs>
0: that's wow. that's going to be a lot wider than what. What are they normally, about 10 feet, mm-hmm. 12 10-15. feet, somewhere in that area?
2: They're also doing yeah. one-way, uh, one-way all the way back up. See, you can't take shortcuts and stuff. I don't know if they're going (laughs) to, don't know if they're going to block the side alleys. I don't know how it's working, but.
0: Yeah. That'd be interesting to see how they enforce that if they do, but you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's a good start. I know masks will be required and they will have tons and tons of sanitation stations and things like that. So, you know, they're saying it's going to be a lot safer than, then people are giving it credit for. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
6: Yeah, that masking portion uh, I've heard from uh, Rich was going to be handled by the convention center itself. So they will not be messing around. So like, just make sure everybody keeps their mask on because they will be escorting people out.
2: So mm-hmm. and, they, and think about all the walking you used to do. Now it's going to be twice as long. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: wear good shoes. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's one of those things, you know, especially because – most vendors don't, don't realize you're just sitting on a concrete floor. If you've never vended before um, and you're standing up on that thing for six, seven, eight hours, that's going to hurt your feet. You know, a lot of people bring in their own little, you know, mats and Mm -hmm. rugs and cushions and stuff. And definitely comfy shoes, lots of water, lots of ways to hydrate yourself. You know, it takes a long time to just walk it in a normal year. And if we've got it, you know, two, three times as big. And Jen said over a million square feet is in the America center. You know, how long is it going to take an average person to walk through that thing? It might take you all four days and you might not even make it to escape room city or the Christmas area.
2: A lot of people bring backpacks. I've seen wagons pulling Mm -hmm. stuff behind them. You'll collect a lot of catalogs. Of course, grab the tech catalogs that you need. You know, because they're well, they're saying like a dollar fifty, two dollars a piece. They cost you know people to make them. So um, you know, grab the catalogs you want. But yeah, um, me as a vendor, I, that's why I'm curious as well because I've never been on the reverse side. Right, I have been at smaller shows, but Transworld being Transworld, it's um, another question I have for you guys. Was Wi Fi is the Wi Fi good there? Well, the I
6: mean, if you purchase the uh, convention Wi-Fi service as a vendor, it's really good. Um, otherwise, I would expect to use your cell phone, right? Any kind of cellular data, but they do have boosters in the convention center, so that service should be propagating good. But with the amount of people, uh, that's Isn't like my networking it? background. But like, yeah, like with the amount of people, it will be slower unless you pay for the uh, service as a vendor
0: you're going to be basically paying for everything. I mean, if you, if you, you know, I bring a table, I bring chairs, I bring a waste basket because they'll they'll charge you for them and they're not cheap. If you've never vended before at a major show with union representation, they do tend to be a little high. So, you know, absolutely positively if you can cut costs, you know, bring your own stuff like that. And if you have a Wi-Fi booster or Wi-Fi on your phone, absolutely cuz I don't, so I just have to use my data at that point. But I try not to use it because you expensive.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring, you bring comfy comfy chairs.
0: Yeah, I mean they're you know they're steel folding chairs that are padded. So I've got a couple of sets of those, and I've got a ten foot table or eight foot table card table that folds out. And you know the thing that I've always been able to do is carry it in on my own you know I know a lot of vendors have to get the the union people to do that I know that if you have a hand truck or something they frown upon it but if you can carry it in by hand they they can't say anything so you know a table that's light enough for me to carry two chairs and all my stuff I have in a very large bag with all the banners and the cards and everything I don't have you know much of a product you know with the show we've just basically handing out cards and stuff but You know, I can't imagine how long it takes to build a booth like Froggies or Gorgalore or Unit 70 or some of these, some of these people that have just elaborate sets and stuff. You know, people are setting up as early as Tuesday, I believe.
2: Mm -hmm. Even that creepy collection guy has a lot of props to set up.
0: Oh, yeah. He brings in his truck and his trailer. I'm sure, you know. You're not able to drive it on the floor, I don't think, unless you get permission in advance. But, you know, by the time I get there on Wednesday, you know, there's no room for me to do that. I've got to find a parking space and haul it in by hand. So
3: on, on some of your questions on on the bigger vendors, when they do these big elaborate displays, they actually get there on Monday. Monday. okay. yeah, they're allowed in. So the size, depending on how big your booth is and how big your display is, they'll allow you to come on Monday, certain size booths. So that's where you get a kickstart on that. The biggest question I always say is how the hell do they take it all apart by Sunday? Because you got (laughs) only one day to take it. It took you three days to put it up. I mean, I know coming down is quicker, but my God, they work when that show closes all night to get those boots disassembled. And especially if they're purchased, because they got to be out by Monday.
0: I know a couple of companies. I know a couple of companies that actually hire people. They're like, hey, if you're you're going to Transworld, you might want to make a few extra bucks. Come help us take down our booth. We'll pay you for your time and trouble.
3: Yeah. That's why I stay away from that stuff because it's just too much work. Right.
0: Glad to have you back, Jeremy. And I hate that we lost yeah. you, but uh, my, my
3: internet went down.
0: Oh, well, before if let's hope it doesn't again, but before, if it does uh, tell us a little bit about creepy collection, how long have you been at trans world and why do you keep coming back to
3: trans world? Well, I've been to trans world since um, 1998. Just like Maximus, I was just a person going to the show. Um, And it evolved over time in 2003, became a vendor. and went to Transworld. I think my first Transworld was 07. 07 was the first. So I've been to a lot, seen a lot, experienced a lot. And Maximus, I wanted to tell you about what you said before about haunt actors in the show. Any vendor would love horn actors. You guys are like the gasoline that drives the engine of our industry, right? Horn actors are, are important. Uh, in the past, I know a lot of vendors were talking about the uh, horn actors when they used to dress in costume and come by the booth. And what would happen is because, you know, you're sitting there and you're working a deal with somebody and you're doing stuff. And then so here comes this guy with this awesome costume. And then, you know, it's kind of like that Nat syndrome, like and the buzzing and they just follow that guy. It's like. Like the Pied Piper, you know, and it, there goes your sales along with it. So that was like one of the biggest things that were happening back in the day that stopped them from doing the costumes. But horn actors are extremely important, especially to the horn um, to the horn owner, in my opinion, because going having horn actors going to 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 the trade show, um, you provide got you provide a new outlet, right? So your haunt, your horn owner. Or other, they're into so many things. A lot of horn owners, they have a house is not their only business, and they're running other businesses, right? They don't have time. They don't maybe don't see. I talk to a lot of horn owners, and I get shocked how many horror movies they don't see, right? And I'm like, what do you mean you didn't see this one? But I know you, the horn actors, you guys are on it. You're watching the horror movies as soon as they drop. You're learning about some new ideas and new things that are going to scare people. So I do believe that haunt actors are extremely important to be at the show, 100%. You guys are like, what's next, right? You're on that. So that's what I wanted to say. Um, I
4: appreciate that. Uh, You know, the owners are, they said that they're willing to hear feedback from me and everything. I just... uh, I just don't know the general attitude and I don't want to waste a vendor's time because I want them to be successful and, you know, everybody to make their money.
3: Mm-hmm. That's time to go. So if you want to talk to a vendor, right. And just like, you're not looking to purchase uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. It is, it mm-hmm. is dead in there. And you could have all the time in the world with a vendor at that point because it, nobody gets their butt up out of bed early. So <laughs> it is it, like, I tell my people, you want to go look at, go go sunday don't bother people while they're setting up the booths don't bother people while they're you know doing sales or trying to transact business you know sunday save it for sunday morning it is a it is ghost town when we open so you're more than welcome to go wonder look at things bother people because it's all over by then. So you Sunday's
8: really want to yourself bring them coffee yep
3: yeah, coffee's good too coffee's a, a, a very especially if you want to get like Something free. If you show up in a nice Starbucks and there's a head, I'm like just like here's a head for that Starbucks, you know, Cafe Mocha is what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Too <Hint, laughs>
2: <Hint. Hint>, <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice subtle, Jerry. Yeah. Come on now. You know, <laughs> number. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it. <laughs> listen. In the past they threw out, bring me a Godzilla, and someone walks away with a, with a uh flex prop for free. And I got a Godzilla to my booth back in 2014, and I gave them a free flex prop. So it works. But coffees are are um, are definitely are are a must. So yeah, love the badge idea. I think you're gonna do great with that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. uh, Darren, I'm sorry. I didn't. I think I lost. I didn't get to hear what you do because that's when my internet went down. And um,
2: yeah,
6: I I saw scare badges at uh, I think it was ScareFest in Kentucky. Man, great products, man.
3: Great idea. Great idea. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, I know you guys probably have a lot of questions about the show in general, right? So, yeah, shoes are comfortable. Got to have comfortable shoes. Don't wear, like, you, anything that looks like it's going to be, like, squeezing, like, a five-pound ham into, like, you know, something small. It's going to hurt your feet. You're going to be bogged, bogged out. It's going to definitely mess you up. The floors are brutal. They're concrete floors. Some of you horn actors are probably used to having brutal, you know, stuff on your feet running around. But... um yeah, definitely comfortable shoes. i put some inserts into them. You know, mats, you could put mats down. We used to bring rugs with us. Um, and then we got tired of bringing rugs with us. So we just kind of go with the bare floor. That's what my shop looks like. So we're kind of used to it. But um, definitely comfortable shoes. Definitely bring your chairs. Bring, um, bring tables. As far as internet goes, I heard you guys now – they charge about two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars for internet service for a weekend. That is ridiculous. Okay, I used to pay it. I refuse to pay it anymore. Okay, especially in this day and age, it's high cost internet. I basically just use our phone as a hotspot, and it works. Period. So we cancel yeah. off a hotspot symbol in our booth to our phone. Now I, I do know that I've heard chatters of <laughs> disruptions and whatever. Things to tone down the service they run. I don't know how true it is. It's conspiracy at this point, but it works. Um, I, I wouldn't mind buying their internet. I just think three hundred bucks for a weekend is kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. You know, a lot, it's not like this is year one with internet. This is like we, we <laughs> are into this. It's plenty of services. It's overpriced, in my opinion. You know, and when you're going to an event like that, every cost counts. You know, a lot of vendors make mistakes of not counting all these little costs. You know. And and that's why they're not around anymore, because they don't really see the true cost of what it takes to do these shows and stuff. And, and yeah. that's Now, if you have any questions, if you want to know what I think about <laughs> this year's show, I will definitely tell you guys what I think or what my strategies are. Someone who's been to other shows, you know, it's kind of a weird one we're going into this year. We all know this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely different. It's going to be like how I'm looking at it. It's like, um, no show to ever was, and there will be no show like this again after. This is definitely a, a show that I can't even put my finger on the pulse to get an idea of which way this is going to go. But I know that I, I say, okay, my expectation window is about 50% less than what my normal show average is, just because of COVID and Mother's Day alone. Uh, if we go higher than that, great. If we hit that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, um, I'm not expecting this to be the wham, bam, big, Killer show or above average show. I could be wrong, but we're going to play it like that because that's the safe, smart, especially bouncing off last year, right? Sure.
0: But a lot of, again, a lot of um, haunted attractions last year. You know, record numbers. People were just so anxious to get out and do something. huh
3: so. what? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. My internet is is unstable again. Hold on. Uh,
0: What I I was saying was, you know, a lot of the haunts that were open last year, including Brian's in in Mexico, Missouri, did great numbers because people were just dying to get out and do stuff. So hopefully that will translate into good numbers for Transworld this year.
2: People be having (laughs) to spend. People want to get out. Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry. That's what I'm hoping for. And now that people
0: are getting their vaccines and everything and they can travel, you know, I think they're just like looking for places to, uh, to go. So
2: hopefully that's why Daryl Plunky couldn't make, make it this year because, uh, he's in Canada and they still have some travel restrictions in Canada right now. So hmm.
0: was he planning on coming last year? Yes. Ah, well, hopefully we'll see him next year. Me too. Love, love, love to get your
2: vaccinations.
3: Um, I don't know if you guys hear me or not, but I'm back. Yes, we can hear you. Um, The show is going to be, like I said, a great show uh, based on last year was just horrible. Right. (laughs) Every vendor went through that. It was like a a meteorite hit the Halloween industry. You couldn't get a, a worse timing. Right. So. We are going to be 50. I'm, I'm expecting 50. If we get 60, that's great of our normal number. Um, nothing that no one can do about it. This is just the cards that were dealt. We're, we're going to get through this, right? It's going to be a great oh, yeah. year, though. I think Haunts did fantastic. I think it's got to get open. I think overall, the whole pulse on the year is fantastic. Um, yeah, so you guys, we're, we're I, I look at it this way, we're full steam ahead from this point on after the show.
5: Let's that's how I so. think.
3: Yeah, I, I, fir- I firmly believe it.
0: Let's hope so. I want to remind everybody, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show with our very special guest, Jeremy D'Alessandro of Creepy Collection, Darren Thomas of Haunt Guru, Brian Foreman of Scarret Badges, Maximus Bryant, actor at the Dent Schoolhouse, our usual guest, minus Jerry. We're going to take a very short break here, and we shall be right back. It's back. It's bigger. And it's better, better than ever. Trans World's Halloween and Attraction Show is back at the American Center in St. Louis, May 6th through the 9th. You've been waiting patiently through all the classes, seminars, special events, and of course, that trade show floor filled with all your favorite and many brand new vendors. With wider aisles for social distancing, a mandatory mask requirement, and all COVID protocols in effect, as determined by the city of St. Louis and the state of Missouri, Transworld will be bigger bigger better and safer for everyone. Well, what about the Christmas show? Transworld's Christmas show will be co-located with the Halloween and Attraction Show as well as the Room Escape Conference catering to the Room Escape, Virtual Reality, and Adventure Game Industries. So what are you waiting for? Get to haashow.com and get registered today. haashow.com and we'll see you in St. Louis. And we're back to the Round Table of Terror. We are doing our annual Trans World Survival Guide with our very special guest, Brian Foreman from Scarrot Badges, Jeremy DeLisandro of Creepy Collection, Darren Thomas of Haunt Guru, Maximus Bryant, attendee at large, our normal host, minus Jerry, who's the only one on our show who's been to the Vegas Trans World. Shame he can't be here tonight to talk some stories. But uh, Storm, I know you had a question that we were talking about off the air that you wanted to throw out there.
10: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got the reality of COVID this year. We know that the show's going to be different. I'm really interested to hear from each of you, what's your strategy and how's that going to be different from any other shows or what you're planning to in the past now with uh, COVID? You know, just your your booth, how you're going to interact with customers and that type of thing. And uh, Jeremy, if you want to jump on that one first.
3: Absolutely. Um, It it is definitely a very good question because everything, as we call it over here, is in the upside down, right? So, um one of the things was the show being in may right so never mind the production aspect of it i'm not worried about that it's just a matter of the release of new stuff so normal and the normal on the opposite end of the upside down we come out with new props the first time anyone sees them is at trans world and then we do our sales at trans world and those sales we come back and we get them on the website and then we open up the web sales with the same pricing and we usually end about four Five weeks later, and that's it. We wrap up the sale and we move forward on production. So being that Transworld was going to be in May, it kind of was like a thought, like, how are we going to do this? It's not not the production side of it, because that's all right. We understand that. But more importantly, how we run this sale. we got to change this. So I came up with the idea of doing the opposite, where I said, OK, we're going to release the props first online, which I'm looking uh, to try to get that done sometime in the next seven to 10 days and get them up there and start the sale online. And we will end the sale at the trans world show. So that will be the last weekend for the sale of the props. Um, Cause you can't start a new sale in May and then keep it running for four to five weeks. And then you're into mid June. So you're going to have a production problem at that point. Cause getting stuff. It's already seasons begun. So that's, that's so why as far as like the booth goes, Um, yeah, we're kind of like packing up the booth, but not as much as I normally would. Uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff, but we're also going to space out. I got, definitely got some Lysol. I got some face shields. I got some, um, hand sanitizer. We got masks. We got everything that you could think of. A lot of stuff and thought has gone into this. And, you know, we had, we had some stuff last year in the bag that we had ready to go for last year's trans world. Um, not the same stuff anymore obviously we use that but it's just saying it's like you know and and as far as like you know the uh six foot rule i don't i mean it's going to be hard the boot's only 10 feet right so how that's a good thought like how, how do we have six foot of distance when the boot's only 10 feet long uh we're gonna have to work that out on the fly i guess you know um transacting business with someone you know people usually sign cell phones that's what basically is the you know Main thing, you're gonna have to uh, definitely have a lot of alcohol available with you to wipe down those cell phones to make them safe for people. Um, you know, I, I, I would say even touching credit cards, you might have to. You know, if listen, we want to be safe. We want to have this show. It, it's kind of like when you think about this, you got to run this show like a running attraction. We want to. We want to show that we could have this show without any problems, no COVID. Uh, you know, going back and forth, and we're not upping the numbers that we're better than everybody else. So we got to do it like that, you know, obviously masks, um, you know, and and vaccination is key. I just got my first shot and I'll have my second one by the 22nd. Yeah. It was, it was pretty easy to get, you know, it was, it took time to get the appointment, but walked in, walked out, was done 15 minutes and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot off your mind. Um, yeah, so the show is going to be like, like, kind of like some of the stuff we're going to have to learn about. And also, just a question about how how is the um, the flow of the show going to go? You know, normal, everyone's walking those aisles nonstop. Are they going to be restricted? I have no clue what that aspect's even going to look like yet, you know? It, it's definitely going to be, um, like I said, unlike any show before it, and it won't be like this again, that's for sure. So, Are any of
6: you guys doing Cash and Carry this year?
3: Well, define cash and carry, because there's two ways to do cash and carry, right? So you could sell, the old way is floor samples, right? Now Cash mm-hmm. and carry would be bringing a lot. So in other words, like I'll show up with a prop, but those, I only show up with one. I show up with my one prop for this design, one prop for that design. Um, and then a few years back, things changed where people were starting to show up with more and more and more and more and more. And more. So I don't bring more than one design except for like heads on rope, which are generic. Um, we don't do 10 of the same heads. Um, so it's very rare that we do multiple product of the same product at the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of vendors that do. I, um, you know, it's kind of it's an iffy area. I don't know if many vendors actually figured this out, but, you know, you have to get increased booth expense, right? By getting more product in.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and you have to truck it in. Right. So you have to get more trucks and then you have to also pay them to bring them in. So your cost per piece goes up while at the same token you're giving a discount for the show. It's kind of like making less money on your piece that's already available. So although the idea is wonderful, but it also, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's got to eat. Right. So it's something I don't really do very much of. And it's, you know, costs are rising around the board on all of us. Our gas is up. Transportation's gone up. UPS is ridiculous right now, and I get it. Um, That's why we're looking into other means. But you got to also start looking at these little costs because these little costs are what basically dip into your pockets. And then at the end of the year, you're like, I got nothing. What's going on? We built all this stuff, but we got nothing. And Mm -hmm. this you know, because every little bit counts, especially in this, because this is a labor of love for a lot of people. You know?
10: Now, Darren, um, you know, you're a service vendor, so, you know, you got the different approach. And while you don't have to worry as much with, you know, stock and people handling things, Uh you know, I'd imagine demos and that in-person, you know, that 5, 10-minute, you know, deep sale, getting to know people is such a big thing. How's the strategy got to change for you for this show?
6: Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, meetings with potential clients uh, in the quiet zones if they request it, uh, because there's a lot of details to go over with, like, ticketing platforms and such. Uh, we'll also be running demos over at a uh, fear worm uh, because our service plugs in with their advertising service so well that uh, we're kind of working on that together. Um, but yeah, like we, we got to keep, we got to keep those groups separated because we only have a 10 by 10 foot booth. We're not, we're not repping, you know, one of these like 40 foot long booths that you know a lot of the older vendors are going to be rocking out there. So we're just, you know, most of our products are service oriented anyway. So like, um, it's not like we're going to get swarms of people, you know, that were actors uh, that are going to be interested in, you know, customer processing cues, you know, I mean, that's not sexy and it's not, you know, like the cool, you know, silicone mask or anything, but, you know, it's a solution that helps fix a problem. You know, you want to get people through fast and efficient because every person to get through faster is another dollar get your haunt more you know the cool stuff later right? you not lying but yeah we're we're looking at you know making you know setting some time for uh in-person appointments there for haunts that want to do those one-on-ones and get a more detail oriented aspect of it but yeah you know like like he said that you know it's just you got to have all that alcohol there you gotta you gotta make sure everything gets wiped on every time you got to make sure everybody's wearing a mask
10: are you planning any additional handouts or, you know, pop-ups to draw attention, especially if aisles end up being one way? Yeah, well,
6: we have, uh, like, one of the big things I never liked about Transworld was uh, the catalog uh, haul. You know, I mean, you get through four aisles of Transworld, and you have 42 catalogs, and then you're, you're lugging 60 pounds of books. Uh, so one of the things we did was we created an augmented reality app, that uh, any of our business cards at Hon Guru have a target image that shows our entire catalog in augmented reality. So you can check out our products there. That way you're not carrying a bunch of extra books and, you know, that kind of jazz.
10: Fantastic. That's definitely, you know, it sounds like a long-term strategy. It's going to play into it well for this year. Brian, what about you? You know, your scarab badges have incredible detail, something people will want to see up close and personal. What is your strategy this year with Trans World and how you're going to address the booth?
2: Yeah. Fortunately, my product is, you know, uh, like, well, they like two inch, I think, but there said two inches, two and a half inches. So, um, what I'm going to do is i want to have, I have a board and my brother and his girlfriend are coming to assist me since Gerald can't make it, but we have these, um, just little boards that are got all the badges on them. So people don't really have to touch them. I could show them. And then I have like the prices and stuff on the back. And then I've built, um, some dividers, plywood dividers uh, that can stand up and we have all the badges blown up with their descriptions. So I'm going to have everything posted probably on both sides of the 10 foot by 10 foot booth. So they have plenty of room to space out. I don't take up a lot of floor space. Everything's vertical. So they could just come around and look at it, ask me for questions. You know, we'll have the hand sanitizer mask if they need them. So mine's kind of like a one-on-one too, you know? It's like, okay, well, here are the badges. And then I have the badge displayed. And I will be uh, bringing the badge inventory that we have with us. But uh, I will also be taking orders. And luckily, I can fulfill my orders toward the end of the season because most people order scare badges mid-season or toward the end of the season for their parties. So that gives me time to take orders at Transworld see what my inventory needs are and then go ahead and order a bunch and then fulfill more orders at the end of the year. So hopefully, uh, yeah.
10: Yeah, no, definitely sounds like a good plan, especially blowing up. I mean, that's one of the neat things. You you catch all the little things, you know, little blood marks or the scratches and stuff uh, with the, with the uh, badges that you guys got, which just makes it a little special. And so many products uh, at the show, which will be like that. So hopefully a lot of vendors are seeing that. Maximus, on your end, you know, as an attendee, you know, how how is your strategy of going to these uh, booths, finding what you need from vendors, getting those ideas changed from how you're expecting to go into it next year especially with the show more spread out the possibility of one way you know are you planning you got to hit something now because you might not get back there later like we all say
4: every show (laughs) i don't have a particular thing i'm trying to find um i'm i'm more of trying to walk in and see what's going on and um first kind of figure out the layout. Like I remember the first time I walked into haunt con and kind of learning the difference between the expo side and the haunt con side and not understanding what was going on. So first I'm going to kind of try to get a layout of land, figure out what's going on between escape rooms, Christmas and all that. Uh, Maybe try to figure out what's going on and then um, just kind of walk around, see, see what's, see what's there. And uh, you know, try to try to figure out what, what it is I'm experiencing. Uh, there's a lot of uh, um, prop ideas I would like to like see. And um, they're like uh, right now we're in building. We're at build season in the, at the dead Schoolhouse, and I help with the build crew. Um, so there, you know, there's new scenes coming and um, you know, the chance I might see something and kind of be like, Ooh, that, 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 that would work out really well in this kind of circumstance. Uh, so, and honestly, right now I don't have a good frame of reference as far as like how, you know, like a good idea of how long it's going to take me to get through the floor. If I need to divide things by days um, or or how that's going to work, I, I'm pretty much just kind of going to go with the flow and hopefully not waste any, any time. We're going to start putting
10: your picture on the side of milk cartons now. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it, You know, as, as somebody new going into it, that might not be the worst strategy. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, as fighters, they tell you everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And everything I've heard from Trans World is you step on that show floor for a first time and you've been punched in the face with a jack-o'-lantern.
4: I, I can believe that. And, I, and I'd, I'd love for that to happen. Um, you know, the first time I went to MHC, I didn't <laughs> Don't I, challenge anybody. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the first time I went, I didn't quite know what I was getting into or, you know, what it was going to be like, or, you know, what does it look like with the, the booths and everything? And I just kind of went around, um, and saw things. Uh, one question I did kind of have though, was, um, like I'm somebody that likes to document my travels and everything, but I've heard rumors that mm-hmm. photos on the show floor are a no, no
0: it really depends on the vendor. A lot of vendors for obvious reasons, don't like people taking pictures of their merchandise, especially if it's something that very few other people make because we all, we've all seen the, shall we say, wish (laughs) counterparts to, you know, various different props and things. And, you know, you can probably, you know, wander around and maybe like do a document, you know, cause there's, there's three or four, you know, I see them every year on YouTube. There's always somebody that goes around and wanders through every single booth and just walks the aisles up and down, up and down. I don't know if they're officially sanctioned by trans world or if it's just, you know, somebody with a podcast or a v vlog log or whatever, and they're just doing it. You know, I'll tell you, I've been going nine or 10 years. I don't think I've gone to, every single booth yet. And, you know, I'm there all four days, half the time I'm sitting at the booth, half the time I've got somebody at the booth while I'm going off and doing interviews. And I, I just don't have time. There's just too much, you know, the a, a thing that I like to do is I like to take the map that they have on the website, print it out. And if there's something, you know, that's really, really spectacular, it's caught my eye. I always make a mental note. Okay. Booth, 8.15. Oh my God. I got to come back to this. This is, you know, haunt XYZ got to make sure I know where that is. And like I say, make sure you know where it is on the map because you'll be spending the next two days trying to find haunt XYZ and you swore it was over here by the orbits mini donuts, but it's actually over there near the dark zone. And
6: donuts. it's just,
0: yeah. Well, the donuts luckily is, is always in the same spot. So that's always a good frame <laughs> of reference.
4: You what know, is we, a dark we,
0: zone? The dark zone is the area where they don't have the lights on. So, for a lot of props that are, you know, photo sensitive and black light sensitive and stuff like that, they're perfect for displaying in there. Excellent. So,
3: I, I'll, 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 I'll touch a little bit on your photo question. Um, if you're if you're unsure, ask a vendor. Just ask. You mind if I take? Absolutely. What happens is there there is there is a certain group of people that come to the show and they they walk around with these professional cameras, right? Like these expensive cameras. And as a vendor, we all know why they're there. They're there to rip us off to take this back overseas and try to replicate our work. And sometimes they they just rip off our websites. And I've seen it happen more and more and more. Um, besides that is also People that want to like take pictures because they want to try to produce a version of something, you know, that's close. They want to like, oh, I like the proper or I like the animatronic, but I'm not going to, or, or the movement, can I copy the movement? Can I get the movement down that? Um, that's another reason why. Another, a third reason, which is a really unspoke about reason is um, a lot of haunt owners, especially some of my friends, they, they voiced their concerns about how how all over the place the show is like it's everywhere and it's like day one and it's online and everything's out like there's like he's like dude I have no wow factor anymore because he's like my customers literally see the trans world show animatronics and props and everything that I'm seeing it's all online as of day one and I can't even wow them anymore. It's like, they're, they're, they're sending me for, hey, you should buy that. Oh, look at this. That was just, as at the Transworld show. And it's like, these are people trying to scare. I want to save stuff. It's like, it's just so out there, you know? So those three factors, usually factor number one is the main thing, right? But a lot of vendors also get so busy that they don't have time to police people from, you know, taking pictures, you know? So if you're unsure, or if you see, like, a little weirdness, just ask you know, you know nine out of ten times they're gonna tell you god no problem
4: uh, that makes sense uh, i remember that uh that pennywise prop being everywhere like within an hour i felt like
2: yeah and all my friends sent it to me like 300 times yeah it was there look here's my copy hey, you, I know, what, don't you?
3: you know what's so funny with that pennywise idea and the whole like everyone came out with it at the same time right and it was yeah. like and the reason why, it was the perfect seasoning, right? Because it hasn't been a really kick-ass horror movie in quite some time. And that movie definitely qualified as the first kick-ass real-deal horror movie in a long time. And every vendor and everybody saw the potential in it, right? And, um, you know, it's also brought up by a lot of people that like to, like, I, I-, I always see it on the internet. And um, they're like, oh, whenever you talk about copying a vendor's animatronic or copying a vendor's mask or trying to copy a vendor's... Um, Static prop, that prop, animatronic, mask, or, and or, animatronic, prop, static, always comes up. The Pennywise is always thrown out there. It's always like, well, you you copy, all you all copy Pennywise, so you guys copy things too. And one of my answers to that always is to people, and I tell them, yeah, there's a big difference, dude. First of all, we're not calling it Pennywise, right? And we're also making renditions of it, one. Two, that studio made eight ton of money like so much money off that friggin' idea right the difference is the haunt vendors we're just trying to put our kids through college and trying to feed our families we're not ripping us off is a whole different level than ripping off a major film studio or taking an idea and branching out it's like you're not they, they don't need any more money they got tons of money from what they did
0: you know and let's so, let's not forget let's not forget that Pennywise was also based on the year before it was another creature that was basically doing the very same thing to that kid. And then the year after it was another prop doing the very same thing to another prop kid or whatever. Cause same movements, same screams, ah, oh, those screams, uh, <laughs> they yeah. were a lot closer to you than they were to me, but I could hear them all day long
9: uh, over
0: that way.
3: Yeah. I, did, I posted I posted back <laughs> in, um, in 2018 on my Instagram, and it was a little baby sleeping on a pillow. And it said, it, and it was an actual meme somebody created, and I caught it. And I was like, I'm going to sleep easy tonight knowing I don't have to hear that Pennywise kid scream anymore.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I do feel for you because you're probably going to be near whoever's putting that out again. So I wonder what it'll be <laughs> this year. We'll, we'll have to see.
3: Listen, everyone has a right to uh, display sound and go for what they got to go for. It. You know? for oh, sure. You know? And, and Yeah. When you're in that show, it does get tiresome, you know, to hear something nonstop. You're hearing it during setup. You hear it the next day. You're hearing it the next day, all day long. It does get to you. But... Uh, <laughs> You know,
5: it's kind of like when you have kids; you kind of learn how to block that stuff out. You just,
3: you know, because it's on the same level as that same absolutely. Level.
10: On actors can relate to that too.
0: <laughs> oh yes, especially if your music or whatever's on like a two-minute loop as opposed to a fifteen-minute loop makes a big difference.
2: So I'm guilty, <laughs> poor <laughs> actors. Uh, so hey, uh, a hurry, you put the audio
6: together and you only got two minutes <laughs> yeah
2: well, Maximus uh, on a tip for you um, what I do is always pick a direction to walk like if I go left and then let's say I make it to the whole entire floor in two days then I'll when I start back up I'll go right because you will see different stuff that you missed before so if you well I don't know what the one way one-way alley now. So I don't know that might not work, but, um, and then also, um, uh,
4: like, yeah, like a different angle, like, uh, when you, when you pass by something again at a different angle. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: Okay. You'll see there's like in booths There's like people on the, on the end booth, you might be looking over here and just kind of keep on walking. You didn't even see that booth over there. So, or, um, yeah, cause there's so much stuff there. Uh, what I do, Personal photos. So I'll take a picture of the company's logo, and then our booth number, and then the picture of what I want. You know, that way when you go back to your phone, well, that was that company, that booth number, and that's what I was going to come get. And you go straight over to it. So it's kind of taking your own personal notes. I
4: know? think that would actually be great because i one thing I want to do is like once I find a, a, a group or something, and maybe then if I am allowed to take a photo of their banner. I then want to like their page on Facebook. Um, that's typically what I like to do. So that might be a good way of me keeping track because huh? I I don't I don't want to forget something once I encounter it or or something.
2: Most people are pretty cool. I've never been refused to take any photos or videos. So
3: yeah, but it's, I always ask. It, it's usually out there, you know. Yeah. One, it's money usually out there, and you know, very few people. We just want to, you know. You want to get the people that are out there because, you know, cameras are very good. And we we live in a a world nowadays where, you know, privacy, cameras, it's just second nature. Everyone's got them. Everyone's filming something, right? We're we're the most filmed generation probably ever. So we're kind of used to this by now. But, you know, there's also bad things that go along with cameras and people with bad elements that looking to do things. And, you know, you can't stop the world. But, you know, it, it is a shame. But yeah, just ask, but no one's going to care if you're taking a picture of their boot sign or, you know, everyone, mostly what, I, what I've come to realize over the last 365 days uh, is that we're pretty much all the same. And then we're in the same boat as everyone else. So we're like a, like a, a haunt family, really. Most everyone's cool with everybody. You know, you're not going to get some bad eggs in a bunch no matter what. But the bottom line is we're all brethren. So, they're not gonna be mean to you or nasty, and dude, you're gonna be like walking into Disneyland. Never mind, you this is like the first time you ever went to Disneyland. That's trans world for you right now, brother. I wish I could have that feeling back. I had the opportunity to take a newbie with me in 2019, and it was great to see her face. It was, you know, it was she was, um, one of our customers' workers. and she wanted to go to Transworld, and I had an open slot, and I said, come on, you want to go? I was like, listen, I'm like disgruntled when I go there. I'm like, I've been there. I'm like, ah, I got to put this boot together. Ah, I built all these props started and I'm, I'm disgruntled. <laughs> of all of that. I'm like, ah, like an old, grumpy old man that have this sprightly <laughs> energy around me, right? And she's smiling and she's excited and she's jumping up and down, and it was like, I told her, I need you just to make me feel like New again because it's like to me it's second nature, right? It's like we've done it so many times, but to see that kind of face and those reactions kind of takes you back to a different place, you know. Kind of knocks down those 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 layers of, of of you know scars and everything. It makes you see it again. The the and that's the face you're gonna have, man. You're gonna be blown away, you know. No matter what's going on at the show, COVID, the show's still gonna be the show. The vendors are gonna show up. That everything's gonna be there. That's gonna be there. You know, and that, that, that's a beautiful thing. So you're gonna you're gonna love it. You're gonna have the time of your life. It's it's gonna be amazing.
4: I'm excited for it too, and it's really nice to hear. Like when I originally said that, I thought that you know actors may not have any business at Transworld, and then to hear like a lot of people, you know, even you know you, Jeremy, being like, no, you're part of this. Be there, and so it's you know a very welcoming attitude to uh, you know, and I'm very excited to go and see it, and you know just learn more about the industry.
5: Yeah, uh,
3: Maximus. I can't tell you how many times a haunt actor has pulled a haunt owner to my booth and was like, "You need to get this." And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, but I don't." i like, "You need to get this. Is you know, and it's it's vital, man, because you know, listen, I'll listen to anybody's ideas. You know, and and and, and I'll, I'll I'll you know a good a good idea can be like transformed, right? So I mean, I don't know every idea. My customer gave me an idea this year, right, based on a design that I've had, and he was like, "Hey." do you think you can make me floating ghost kids? You made floating kids for the for your it. But he goes, can you do some floating ghost kids that, and I sat there and I was like, and I started cursing up a storm on the phone with him. And he's like, what? I was like, I'm just mad at myself. How come I didn't think of this? It's genius. Genius. I was like, oh my God. So yeah, you have to have that open mind and you have to have, everyone has vital feedback, vital input to put in. Not everybody's going to know everything or be able to create everything from one brain as, as, as multiple brains and multiple ideas mix things are born. And that's what you, why you're vital, you know, everyone's vital in this industry. um, I'll tell you
8: this too. Um, The first time I went back in 2011, I went under the dent schoolhouse umbrella with Bud, Chuck and Josh's blessing. uh, And they asked for my input on things.
4: uh, And I was grateful for that. So, you know, it's going to be a great show for you, man. I'm very excited. And you guys are making me uh, very much look forward to it
0: even more. We're looking at the clock and we've been doing this a while. We need to probably start winding down. So if there's any final questions from the hosts or from the guests, now would be a very good time to put them out. Is there a food, like a food that I must go try or like a famous place or
4: something nearby it's like awesome.
10: It's awesome when the guests take the question and run with it. You know, I, it's <laughs> on the tip of my lips, absolutely. It's, it's something too many people miss out on. They'll, they're just too happy to go to the food court. And when there's something amazing sitting right next door, I am so glad you asked that question.
0: Happy's St. Bar- Louis is known for its barbecue.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a couple of really good places within walking distance. There's a couple that are just a few blocks away. Brian knows probably more about it than we do, being he's geographically closer and the names escape me by, right now. But there's that one place that's within a block of the America Center. It's on that little side alley. Yeah,
2: I was trying to find that I was trying to find that sandwich spot that he was talking about. But usually I'm the type of person that hits the food court because I don't eat very much. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like, um, and I'm always in a hurry. So I'm never have time to leave and this year I'm probably not even going to be able to leave my booth because my brother, um, love him, bless his heart, but he's not really the salesman. So I'm probably going to be a lot in the booth. So I'm probably, you know, sticking close to home. I know the Starbucks across the street is really popular and they have, um, uh, breakfast over there, biscuits, you know, like muffins and fruits and (laughs) Starbucks coffee right there at the Renaissance hotel used to be Renaissance. I think it's
4: now I know where to get Jeremy his coffee. Yeah, and, across the road. You no, know,
2: listen,
3: I could actually answer. A, that's a good a strategy question for a vendor, too, because what do you do about food? That That is 100%. I can tell you what I do, what my staff does. So basically, right at that hotel you're talking about, now, I don't know, pre-COVID, we'll, we'll put that out there, pre-COVID, had a buffet, breakfast, and we would go there, and we would you know, we always send out for breakfast. Breakfast is most important, especially when you're going to energize up, right? So you got to get that energy going. You got to get those coffees. You got to get your breakfast. I skip. All of us skip any food court at the show. We do not eat anything at the show. I repeat that. Um, that food is nasty. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's probably delicious, but it's nasty. Big old greasy I, pizza. No, no, no. That's going to be. God forbid you eat that. You got to be there selling at your boot, and all of a sudden your stomach drops. What you? You're gonna leave your brother? You're gonna have to leave your brother from eating that nasty pizza. So get that, get that breakfast in you. We used to go and we used to get the um, the buffet and we fill up on all breakfast food. Skip lunch and go to dinner. Now, Maximus, if you want to know a good place to eat, just come to my booth. I will gladly share that information with you. I am not going to sit here on this podcast and tell everybody what restaurants I go eat at. Not because I don't want I don't run into them. I don't want to wait for a table when I'm
5: hungry. <laughs> want
3: share my idea that is called that is called street smart so from new york you want to know some places come in my booth i'll gladly give you you know where to go but we'll keep mum's on the word on the rest of it I appreciate That's why it. i always well, also, i always stated tr-
6: we found uh, last trans where we were there uh check out the wax museum there in st louis it's awful but it's amazing all at the same time it's it's
3: yeah i it, is the best done five
6: dollars I've ever spent.
0: <laughs> the Blues Museum is in uh, St. Louis, have it's not- just down the street as well.
6: I think it's like no. Laclay's Wax Museum or something. Landing.
3: It, it's so it's so hard. You're going to notice too when you're a vendor. That you're, mm-hmm. All these things that you're able to do are going out the window. You're not going to do this anymore. You're not there. That's the one thing. Like I always tell people, when I hear for vacation, when I hear for fun, when I hear to go tour things. Your butt's in this booth from morning to night. And then you're going to talk to so many people. You're just going to want to dinner and you're going to want to die. You're just going to want to go to sleep. Because you're going to be exhausted. You know? All that fun of just like, you know how like when you used to attend the show as an attendee, you would like grab your stuff. And, you know, and then you. I'm going to go back and take a nap for a little while. That's out the window. You ain't doing that. There's no napping. You just got to keep going. And your, your kicks, your little feetsies are going to be killing you, even with good shoes. So you were, even walking to dinner is going to be almost like, I, I need a break, man. I need a break, you know. But, um, yeah, I have toured nothing of trans of St. Louis except where to eat. I saw The Arch a couple of times, and I went to Larry Kirshner's haunted house on his first very first year that he ever did The Darkness. Um, that was back in, oh, my God, 2009. I have been nowhere since. Maybe Shane Dab's party for like 15 minutes. And I think I went to one thing when they were doing that. Um, oh, my God. It was great, too. When it was um, Zombie Army did that uh,
2: Price, oh, is Price, Price. Is Price is Fright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: That was awesome. That was awesomely done. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that. But um, that, that's about it. And, and that's since 2009. So
0: Yeah, there are some places that we can give you good Happy's places. Barbecue. And you're right. Yeah, better better mention that off the air because, like again, you don't want that line. And then <laughs> so early, you know, there's that it'll, one it'll, place it'll, that's close I won't be there. I'll never make it it it. keeps. It runs out of food. That's why I go to the Drury because the Drury, pre-COVID, used to have the full breakfast bar. Then they'd have the happy hour, and they had food at the happy hour, and the place was packed. You you wouldn't have to spend money on food at all if you didn't want to. You know, I'd always go out to dinner with some friends at least one night, but I, you know. Four days in a row, Drury breakfast, Drury happy hour—the hot dogs, the chili, the baked potatoes, the salad, and the complimentary beverages—and and that was, you know, that's a cheap place to stay. It's a block away. If you get the convention center, they got a hot tub to rest your tootses if your if your dogs is killing you at the end of the night. So don't forget the can, but, mac and cheese. <laughs> But yeah, there's some there's some really, really fine dining in, in St. Louis and and they are known for their barbecue. If you uh get a chance to go someplace, do it. So any other final questions?
3: You know, Madge, I like to say one thing. Uh not a question, but I have and I I want to just throw something out there. Um I know I know as a vendor, there there may be some vendors that are not coming back to the show this year because of last year. And I know we've all been through hell. So um, it's kind of like I feel bad for those guys. And I, I don't know if you know of any. I know of one, maybe two, but it's gonna be a little depressing on that note, you know, because everyone's like how do you put it? Uh you don't want to see anyone's dreams die, especially right. because of reasons, you know. So um it's just a thought, you know, I had and uh, it, it's been a it's been it's been it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a good um, run of things survival wise, right? For every vendor, everybody, even Jen and Transwell. We've all been through hell. Um. Besides the COVID stuff going on because of it, it's just definitely a, a thought that you know. I just like to say to all those vendors, if, you know, we feel for you, man. I really feel bad. You
0: well, support your local vendors and your international ones at Transworld as best you can, because frankly, they need the they need the business. That's one reason The Big Scary Show is not doing a box of mystery this year because it's it's it would not be right to ask for people like yourself to uh, donate a small item because that small item might be a tank of gas for you to get back or, you know, a meal for your kids or something. So, you know, we'll bring that back at some point. But again, folks, get out there if you're going and buy, 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 because, you know, they they need the business. So. Any final words of wisdom for young Padawan Maximus or anything from the uh, first-time vendors?
3: Just get ready, man. Just get ready. And uh, I don't know how you
2: guys are getting there. you driving. I want to see a reaction video for Maximus when he first walks in.
0: Oh, God. He has to have his little selfie stick on when he yeah. walks into that. Bit. I just want to Got see to that. You. Live stream I, that if I'll, you can. I will do that just for you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well this is the part of the show we normally call the plugs we'd like you to talk about your business your website your social medias and of course give us your booth number so people will know where you are and how to find you guys and let's start with darren how can people know more about haunt guru make a maybe set up an appointment with you in the quiet zone and uh websites yeah. social medias and all that
6: we're going to be located at uh, booth number 340 over by studio tech fx this year uh, right by the concession stand, so probably everybody will see us. We're we're in the very corner, right by where the dark zone uh, either enters or exits. I'm not sure what the flow pattern is, uh, but we're near the concession stand over there. Um, and yeah, if if there's some kind of solution that you guys need help with, just let us know. And because um, we do a lot of website development stuff, we do a lot of uh, you know animatronic development stuff. But uh, we have all sorts of solutions for any of the haunt owners out there. But, you know, even if you're not an owner and you want to come out and, and check out, you know, maybe like our animatronic raven, you know, just come on by, you
0: know. And what are some websites and social medias where they can check you out in advance?
6: It's hauntguru.com or you can find us on Facebook at honguru Guru. Uh, or, you know, uh, you can contact anybody from uh, Fear because we are partnering with them uh, to offer our ticketing platform this year. So. Hopefully we'll save a lot of new haunts, a lot of money this year by not having any kind of fees associated with processing credit cards other than, you know, their credit card processing gateway charges. So really what we're about here is just saving owners money and, you know, trying not to nickel and dime everybody to death. Nice.
0: Brian, how about you? Where can people get more information about Scare badges and what booth will you be at?
2: Uh, go to scarebadges.com or scarebadges on Facebook. We're really, uh, we reply quickly on Facebook, on Facebook as well. Uh, we are at booth 1032. So think of Halloween is 1031 or 1032. So you're so, November 1st. Yeah, right. So that's an uh, easy way to remember that. Uh, scarebadges.com or look me up on Facebook. And if you need any, uh, we also do custom badges. So we, we start to do like custom haunt logos on badges. So if you guys want a custom order for your haunt, we do those as well.
0: Anything else media wise, you might want to plug.
2: Well, if you want to listen to our podcast at Haunt Topic Radio, you can, uh, if I have a chance, I might be able to get some recordings in. I don't know. I know Drew, you'll probably be floating the floor. So swing on by. Yeah but um yeah if i have a chance i might get some plugs from our booth as well so you might uh might have to put my haunt topic shirt on and get some interviews while i'm staying in there nice. well we'll see
0: and that would be website wise
2: uh, haunttopic.com
0: there you go jeremy i know you've got no end of cool stuff to plug where can people see this stuff before transworld the new line of things that you had last year and this year coming out with creepy collection
3: well, you can go. First of all, I want to say that um, Facebook. I've been kind of staying off. Um, I don't go very much on it too much anymore. I kind of didn't like all the hate that was going on on Facebook with all the propaganda that was happening last year, and it was kind of like, you know, you're just trying to look at your stuff and talk to your friends, and every two minutes there's a new video to piss you off about some kind of political thing. So I was like, all right, this is getting me too angry too fast. I was like, it's too much. I need to, and I just went over to Instagram which doesn't have any of those problems. So I basically live on IG, you know, if you want. So anyone on Facebook that's like, you know, I have three Facebooks and it's hard to keep up with that. So I put everything on IG. So Instagram right now has a ton of, as I'm working, shots because it's easy. I post a picture, bam, drop it, done. There's no like, you know. And so I've been telling everyone, please get over to Instagram. You want to see a lot of stuff. Um, also, we have TikTok and we have Snapchat as well. Um so yeah I'm on I'm on TikTok a little bit I haven't really got too much into it but Snapchat we post some off the wall stuff like just fun things mm-hmm. and, um Instagram is basically where it's at as far as the booth goes this year we're just going to be quiet and just put it all out you know I, obviously there's some 2020s that we feel is new that we didn't even get to display we didn't bring a lot of 2020s but we're going to bring back that slimy street and we got our big nasty little yellow bird to come this year which was cancelled because of COVID last year so excited about that we got a bunch of other designs that we worked up and um, yes yeah, collection.com is the website and uh, Instagram
5: so here's I'm crossing
3: my fingers that this internet stays up another second <laughs>
0: So <laughs> basically just look for creepy collection and you're going to find all their websites and social medias so you're easy yeah. to find you're easy to find. Yes. Uh, Maximus, you have a home haunt. Does it have a social media presence or a website or anything else you'd like to plug out there?
4: Yeah. Uh, my home haunt is Fright on Fountain. You can find that on Facebook. Um, I'm an actor at the Dent Schoolhouse. So check out the Dent Schoolhouse on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, website is Uh And just You know, to anyone that's going to Transworld, I promise you, if you see me, I want to hear about your haunt. Um, I I love learning about the industry. I love learning about haunters I've never met before. So if you see me, you know, say hi. I want to, and tell me all about your haunt. Brag about it, because I'd love to hear about it.
0: Well, folks, again, it looks like we're starting to get back into normalcy here with Transworld opening up literally less than a month from now. So if you haven't made your plans to get out to St. Louis, you better make them quick. H-A-A to register. Make sure you go through everything. Make sure you qualify. Do the registration, and we'll hopefully see you in St. Louis. But, of course, we also could not do this roundtable without our wonderful co-hosts, including Storm. You
10: know, it's it's a uh, very important show for a very important season. You know, things hopefully in the fall are going to be at a level where we're going to be competing with everything again for haunts. So something like Transworld happening now, the effort going into it. Is good. It's always good to remember, you know, the special thing about this industry is how much of a community we are, which is awesome. And, um, yes, I want to see all that weekend social media of just Maximus wandering around the show floor, you know, all, all <laughs> listeners, people involved. We we want sightings. We, I, yeah, exactly. I, 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 want pictures of him like in shock and awe of everything. And then, you know, we'll take up a, we'll, we'll start a GoFundMe to put the, uh, picture on the side of milk carton because he's probably going to come back a changed
0: man, <laughs> <laughs> meat hook jim oh
8: I, I can't agree more with storm regarding that but uh, i unfortunately can't be there as much as i would like to uh you know the old adage happy wife happy life so that's why i'm going on vacation instead of going to trans world this year so i i look forward to seeing all the social media and everything especially maximus's reaction
0: for his first time there again jerry vane could not be with us tonight my name is drew badger and i will do whatever i can to get maximus dressed up in a chupacabra outfit and just <laughs> do sightings all weekend long at Transworld. once that's, again that's folks needs, yeah.
6: thanks for having us on guys
0: absolutely once again this is the round table of terror here on the Big Scary Show.
10: That's it. That's going to make Chupacabras explode. Maximus in a costume. It's going to be like
0: House of a Thousand Corpses and Bunny Rabbit outfits all over again for Halloween. I bet you Zagone Studios probably has a Chupacabra.
8: What am I being volunteered for?
0: <laughs> well, we didn't make then you then get we- wear the hats, so at least you can do that for us. Deal. Death. <laughs> 10 years that passion has
10: taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And we are just getting started. From flex props to nine foot giants. Great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com Now that's creepy.
7: Music for haunts. Storming Vampire Castle on The Big Scary Show.
8: Watch out, don't trip over that torso. torso. It's time time for Between the The Corpses. Corpses. Greetings listeners, Meat Hook Jim here, and on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are going to the Caribbean island of Jamaica. Rather than a traditional wake with mourning, the Jamaican culture celebrates the deceased through nine night, also known as debt yard or set up. It's a celebration on the ninth night after the deceased has passed away with food, white rum, dancing, music, and sharing stories. The tradition has African and European Christian influences. It's said to take place on the ninth night because African slaves believe it took nine nights for the spirit, or duppy, to arrive back home in Africa and find peace. On the ninth night preceding the funeral, family and friends gather at the deceased's home for a celebration that starts about 8 p.m. and lasts all night long. Like Chinese funeral traditions, furniture is rearranged. The mattress is flipped over so the duppy doesn't recognize the room and want to stay rather than go to the afterlife. Everyone will say hymns, also known as Sankey's, dance and share stories, and memories with the deceased. The first dance is Dinky Many, celebrating the celebration of life and inviting deceased ancestors' duppies to join. A table with food and drinks for the duppy is set up. Goat or pork is usually the meat served. It's believed that the Duppy will join the celebration to eat, drink, and listen to the stories shared, so no one can eat from this table until after midnight, the witching hour, when the Duppy has left for the afterlife. The funeral service is held on the 10th day. The casket, if chosen to be buried rather than cremated, may have items of the deceased placed inside. Cremation wasn't always accepted in the Jamaican culture, but some families choose it today. White rum may also be poured on the ground or grave to honor the memory of the deceased. Well, there you go. Uh, I Keep searching the world to find some unusual funeral traditions, and some maybe not so unusual, but you know, we learn a little bit on each one, so we'll catch you on the next episode.
5: There was a little girl, and she had a little curl, right in the middle of her
9: forehead. And when she was good... She was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was... (coughs) The little girl who lives down the lane, starring Jodie Foster, the sensation of Taxi Driver and Bugsy Malone, in another superb performance as Wren, who seemed all sugar and spice, but something not so nice was buried out in her garden. You can thank heaven for little girls, but you can thank hell for the little
1: girl who lives down the lane. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Ohio haunted house owners, actors, and enthusiasts. Join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, To strengthen the Ohio Haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association. Where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook.
9: Again, Frighteners, welcome to yet another edition of the Weister's Haunted Vista. And here we are in early April. Did you all miss me? You beautiful, adorable, lovable creature. Wow, talk about enthusiasm. I expected that from Jerry Vane, but everybody else, jeez. You creep! I expected that from him, too, but never mind. You sunk my battleship! And with that convenient, well-placed, and well-timed segue there... Yeah, why not? This time on the V-Style, we're going to be taking a look at the latest and possibly last of legendary and Warner Brothers of MonsterVerse offerings, the big banana itself, Godzilla vs. Kong. First of all, as if you didn't know, spoiler, spoiler, alert, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. Alert. The film essentially picks up from about two, three years out of the outset of 2019's Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Essentially, Kong is in some sort of an isolation tank on Skull Island to protect him from Godzilla's wrath as both he and Kong are Alpha Titans and there can only be one, as one of the characters says so melodramatically in the first few moments. Actually, the opening sequence is quite funny. My wife referred to the first five minutes as the average American male getting up to go to work in the morning. Go see it. You'll know what I'm talking about.
4: For the record, this is what making things worse looks like.
9: Godzilla, on the other hand, absent from public view for about two to three years, suddenly appears in Pensacola, Florida, and lays waste to an Apex Corporation site. He's looking for something, and for those in the know, it's King Ghidorah's Skull, which is being used in horrible experiments to create Mecha Godzilla, but more on this later. The rest of the film dives into keeping Kong and Godzilla separate, while Kong leads this apex corporation to find a entrance into the hollow earth which is another can of fish altogether essentially if you've seen the 2019 godzilla film you'll understand the concept but they really expand upon this and that's one of the film's best selling points i think is the visualization of this hollow earth concept they really knocked it out of the park in terms of the special effects it's an entire I would say, universe, that would stand some good exploring if the series continues, and it really defies the imagination what they did with it. Very, very well done. The crux of the rest of the movie is essentially the two or three confrontations between Kong and Godzilla, and obviously, as most of us well know by now, the creation of a Mecha Godzilla by the Apex Cybernetics Corporation, which, in some of the worst and most horribly inspired mad scientist ethos I've ever seen on a film, they essentially have acquired the King Ghidorah skull that Godzilla ripped off in the 2019 film. Remember, Jonas wanted to get his hands on that thing at the end of the movie in the Sninger, And he essentially combines self-learning AI with the DNA of King Ghidorah. You people never watched Frankenstein and Jurassic Park, did ya? Kiss me, you fool. Knock it off. Needless to say, the third act with Kong, Godzilla, and Mechagodzilla is spectacular. Really, the special effects in this film are its saving grace. Yeah, the plot is minimal, but for those of you who criticize... The script writing and the storytelling. Did you ever actually watch all the old Godzillas from the 60s and 70s? They weren't exactly what you would call prime examples of literature either. Finger licking good. I've said this many times before, but if you want War and Peace, go watch War and Peace. Got it?
5: I'd suck it in if I were you.
9: Now, in regards to the criticism of the cast being wooden, cardboard, and underdeveloped, there's a certain amount of truth there. I mean, to be quite frank, the villains of the piece are about as stereotypical as they get, but in terms of some of the supporting cast, this just isn't the case. The little girl who has the connection to Kong steals this film. To be quite frank, this is Kong's movie by a long shot. Godzilla really isn't that predominant here, except as an adversary and for the fight scenes. To be quite frank, this is more of a Kong than a Godzilla film. But that is not to the film's detriment. There's some really remarkable and touching moments, which brings me to the CGI in this flick. This stuff is unbelievable. From the massive fights between Godzilla and Kong, not to mention the finale with Mechagodzilla, to Hollow Earth, they have really surpassed themselves in terms of the legendary MonsterVerse series. All the way back in 2014's Godzilla things were quite spectacular to begin with, but this hits a new high, especially the final confrontation in Hong Kong. I won't go too much further into this aspect of it, but it's really visually a treat. They tick all the right boxes, and the realism to both Godzilla and Kong, and even Mechagodzilla, is staggering, and that's the big selling point of the film, not to mention the action sequences, but I'll touch on that in a moment. Regarding the cast once again, the return of Millie Bobby Brown as Madison and Kyle Chandler as her father, who barely has any time in the film at all, actually is expanded with her interactions with Julian Benson and Brian Tyree Henry, the comedic relief of the film. This guy just steals that he's funny in every scene he is in. As for the rest, Rebecca Hall and Alexander Skazgard, who is fresh off his stint off of CBS the stand as randall flag have an interesting interplay with the corporate heads evil greedy daughter and both the evil greedy people get their just desserts at the end but i'm not going to give away how but as i said most of them are pretty flat and i agree with it the evil people are just evil and un- unrepentant and blah 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 blah. you get the picture the meat of the film comes with the other remaining characters who aren't that wooden and they add a certain humanity to what should be an, uh, big pile of crash, crumble, chomp. And special mention must be made of Kaylee Hoddle as the little deaf girl who has this emotional connection to Kong. The bond between the two is touching, human, and very endearing. But go see it for yourself, you'll understand what I'm getting at. In regards to the fight scenes, the first confrontation between Godzilla and Kong over the ocean has pretty much been blown out of the water, ha ha ha, by the advertising campaign, which pretty much gave it all away. So I won't get into it here. However, The second and third confrontations in Hong Kong are amazing and well worth the price of admission which also, by the way, harken back quite a bit to the 1962 King Kong vs. Godzilla. There's a lot of subtle tributes to the original film, which, by the way, was my first ever Godzilla film, so I'm very emotionally attached to that flick. Not to mention, I was really waiting for this one, too, to see how they would handle it. And the tributes are there. If you're a fan of the original, you'll catch them. Eat your vegetables! You'll get the idea. But... I must say, in terms of the action payoff, this film delivers. Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters, while both had a certain amount of action, and I still say the 2019 film is far superior to the 2014 film, there was also a bit of a letdown and there could have been more. Not so here. They basically break the bank with action, action, action. So if that's what you're after, you're going to get it. In terms of the actual visualizations of Kong, Godzilla, and Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla is what you expect from the 2019 film. They really didn't change anything, though some of the close-ups as his dorsal fins break through the water surface are really remarkable. But overall, it's the same characterization. I didn't see any major changes. Kong is essentially what he was in Skull Island from 2017, albeit older and larger, and a bit more comical. You'll catch my drift. He has very expressive and surprisingly intelligent, in fact, at certain points far more intelligent than Godzilla himself. As for the update of Mechagodzilla, this famous beastie from the Toho canon has been hanging around since 74 and has been resurrected by the Japanese film company three or four times in the character's 65, 66-year career. The Americans took a shot at it for the first time and really outdid themselves. This thing is menacing, intimidating, swift, and dangerous. Legendary did Toho proud with this one. Now is this the end of the MonsterVerse saga a couple of years ago heck six months ago i would have probably said yes as the 2019 film didn't do all that hot at the box office now throw in covid not to mention the theaters closing and people having cabin fever and this thing being delayed about three or four times until it finally hit hbo in the theaters and we have a different situation here this film is raking it in at the box office. I think it did like something like 300 million worldwide inside of a week. Executives are going to take note of this. So, do I think this is the end of the Legendary MonsterVerse? Maybe, maybe not. It really depends on how much further this film does in terms of its box office take. It's on HBO Max as well, if you're still not comfortable with the idea of going to a theater. But... Suffice it to say, I'll be curious to see if they do continue. It could go either way at this point, in my opinion. They're making a lot of money with this flick, and while the other three films, Kong Skull Island being the big money maker up until this point, either disappointed or didn't live up to expectations of the box office, this one is just killing it, so the door is wide open. But on the flip side of that as well, Toho is getting ready to relaunch their own Godzilla saga, Picking up with kind of a cross universe ideal a la the Marvel universe, so all the big guns are going to show back up again. I think it's going to come down to price tag at the end of the day. I mean, Legendary must have paid a pretty penny to use Mecha Godzilla, so that will come into the picture as well. And to reissue the licenses for these things, yeah, especially now that this one's been such a success. Doho, we're not fools, and they're probably going to ask for a lot more money, so at this point, I would say 50-50 on any future legendary MonsterVerse films happening at all. But, I've been wrong before, so let's just wait and see. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to give Godzilla vs. Kong 4.5 out of 5 hidden bodies. I'm taking half a point off for the kind of weak plot and the semi-wooden characterizations, but that's a minor issue with me well worth the time investment this is one you've got to go see if you're a fan of either character and it really if it is the end of the legendary monster verse it goes out on a huge tremendous high all family fun go see it immediately Comments, critiques, suggestions, drop me a line at erveister at woh.rr.com. I'm no longer on Facebook and probably will never return. I was hacked this past June. Facebook refused to help me, so if you are friends with me on Facebook, remove yourself immediately. Apparently, these people who hacked me are using my page to hack my friends, so buyer beware. Get off of there quickly. Now, on a personal note... If you've noticed, my voice is a little different. It is. I've had sinus issues in the past week, and I probably will for a while until the trees stop having sex. So, please excuse me, I am not enjoying this one bit. Next time on The Vista, which will be next month in May, I really haven't made up my mind yet, so we'll leave that hanging in the air for now. Finally, on a personal note, I just wanted to let everyone know that my wife and I have both had both of our... Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines. And we want to encourage everyone out there to please think carefully and join in. We need to put the kibosh on this thing. Summer's coming and haunt season. Concerts, movies, haunted houses are all being held hostage by a virus. Let's all do our part and put this thing to bed once and for all. And so, dear listeners, until we meet again sometime in May, when I will pull whatever rabbit I can out of a hat, always remember Sven Gulli's credo and brush your fangs, comb your face, drink your milk before it clots, bite Mama goodnight. Ah! Ooh, that was good. And remember that my wife tried to hide my body after I came home glowing from too much radiation after I tried to give Godzilla a hug and get an autograph. We are not amused. Everyone be safe, stay healthy, keep working on them props, and we'll see everyone next time around. Take care until then.
7: Sam Haines,
1: Shadows on The Big Scary Show.
5: Your show? Need to pump
1: new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Keron. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Keron. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Caron.com.
7: V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screenwine Studios, Dark Imaginings, Fright Finder, Haunt Peg, Creepy Collection, and Von Caron Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Etherium. As well as the four hosts, including Storm, Rance and More, HauntMinute.com, Badger, actor, trainer, and consultant, RabbitBadger.org, Meet Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at com, and Jerry Vane, the Hauntstrumentalist, Instrumentalist, JerryVane.com. And finally, you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing.
0: The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show, LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.